Welcome to Red Voices, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Ewan. Thank you for joining us. Bad news, it's another international break. But good news, we want a game. Time to have a look back at another European horror show, this time against Fenerbahce in midweek, whilst also casting a loving glance towards United's 3-1 win over Swansea on Sunday night. And just to make things even better, I'm in the company of the incomparable Paul Gunning tonight. How are you doing, bud? I'm all right, thank you, Ewan. Yeah, I'm good. Excellent. Well, let's, let's jump right in. So... Going back to the uh, Burnley game the previous weekend, you were one of a uh, few vocal voices who was... Vocal voices? Goodness gracious. Um, <laughs> you were one of a few friends who uh, I noticed were at the game and actually weren't taking too much of a... You weren't too much of a downer after that game. So tell me your feelings, having seen that nil-nil draw against Burnley and then suddenly moving on to another terrible, terrible night for United in Turkey against Fenerbahce. <laughs> Yeah, it was um, it was a real shame. Like I came away from Old Trafford after the Burnley match feeling quite buoyant, um, which makes, sounds a bit weird given it was a nil-nil against a, a newly promoted side. But I thought there were a lot of signs of progress during that game. Um, we were battering on the door for almost the whole ninety minutes, really. So I didn't feel at all deflated. And then to, to go and lose, and to lose, you know, I know it was only two-one, but. To, such a poor performance against Fenerbahce was just really, really disappointing. Yeah. Um, hard to put your finger on what, what happened, really, other than I just don't think they really care particularly about the competition. Or Then again, I mean, our, our away form in Europe has been terrible for quite a while now, so it, it didn't come as much of a surprise, and I think maybe they just took the game a bit too lightly, um, given how thoroughly we dominated the, the home tie against them, like, what was it, a week or two weeks before? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean that that's now five straight losses on the trot away yeah. away from home in Europe, which is I mean to be fair, three of those were from Van Hal, so it's not quite on Mourinho's head for that one to be no. fair. But still, there's very clearly a huge continuation from the the really negative and poor performances that we've seen from United in Europe from last season, and Mourinho still not really gotten to the bottom of it. Definitely think there's something from what you said there about United not necessarily giving it their all in comparison with how they have been in the Premier League. You know, there's a big difference in how we pressed. The, and obviously, there are a lot of changes, but a huge difference in how we pressed against Burnley to how we pressed against Fenerbahce. And they mm. were, we really struggled to find space. Fenerbahce were much more compact. They allowed a lot less you know, in terms of pressure, and we very rarely got shots on goal. I mean, to be fair, it, it's one of those things that you notice about the games that we lost this season. It's another game where you just really couldn't complain about the result. You know, you think back to Chelsea, you think back to the City game, the Watford game and the Feyenoord game. We were pretty much outplayed in all of them and we didn't really deserve to get anything more than we got from the game. You know, two great goals. That, you know, volley from Sal was was excellent. And yeah, yeah, I mean... Although I did think maybe Rocco could have have got a bit closer, but that's sort of picking hairs really, I suppose. <clears throat> but I, I think it's just a bit of a worry just how inconsistent we are. Some people would say we're consistently bad, but consistently inconsistent. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's a weird one, and I get, it, I'm not sure how much I care about the Europa League particularly. But I think it's difficult to care too much about it when United don't seem to care that much about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then again, now obviously, with I know it's very early days still in the season, but it might be a, a, our only route into the Champions League. I'm not one of these sort of doom mongers who thinks we're out of the top four race and already, but still, you know, I mean, it'd be nice to. I don't know. I don't know how I feel, but I wouldn't care that much if we got knocked out. But then again, it's always nice to see United play well, and we just, you know, to go from a decent performance against Burnley to that was just really, really disappointing. And, and 
came away from that feeling pretty flat. Yeah, I mean, the one saving grace I think you could say was you know Rooney's belting shot towards the end. Great strike, mm. and you know arguably that's something that we should perhaps have been trying a little bit earlier. You know, we were we were perhaps being a little bit too intricate in our build-up play, and it didn't work for the best part of ninety minutes. You know, one shot from distance, and then suddenly Bosch were back in the game. Yeah, but still, I mean. Yeah, we've still given ourselves because of those two victories over Zoria and, and the previous game against Benavacho. I guess we've still given ourselves a way out of the group. But yeah, as you say, it's really difficult to to put too much stock in what United are trying to do with the Europa League because they just their hearts just don't seem to be in it, and Mourinho's definitely mm. isn't. So that makes it no, more difficult. It's not at all, is it? Yeah, but as you say again, you know, it's that Champions League spot. The qualification is. That that's a way into the Champions League where United, you know, realistically should be. And yeah, you know, the five teams, yeah, the five teams that are above us at the moment have all had pretty damn good seasons. So it's not going to mm. be easy to to force our way into that equation if we continue to be inconsistent. If those teams continue with their form, yeah. The other thing about the Europa League is at least it it, it gives us more football to watch because there was um, the, the season when we finished seventh. With Moy- under Moyes, obviously the following season we weren't in Europe at all, were we? And it yeah. seemed like just huge gaps between games. And alright, it's only Europa League, but I think I'd rather have that than nothing at all. Well, it's been good for, you know, to bring in the the, the squad players that haven't been as well utilised, yeah. you know, I mean, in particular for Damian, because Valencia is going to be out now for, what, the next month or so? I guess that's been kind of handy for him to get a couple of minutes under his belt to be a little bit less ring rusty, because you know, he's essentially now going to be starting right back for the next several weeks. So, you know, as we saw yeah. on a Sunday, starting left back. But yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's definitely useful for, for those players. So I'm glad at least there are the games. And, you know, there is something of a challenge to saying, oh, well, it's more football to watch. If it's going to be that bad, then I'm not necessarily sure I really want to play. No. That's very true. <laughs> but there we go. Anyway, let, 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 let's uh, fast forward to uh, Sunday afternoon, uh, two o'clock precisely. Tell me your thoughts when you saw that starting lineup. I was horrified. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. It was really odd. because I didn't know whether maybe Mourinho just sort of lost his mind a little bit. Or I, I wondered, basically, when, when I first saw it, I wondered what had gone on behind the scenes. You know, do you know what I mean? Because like, I thought, well, is this Mourinho just sort of putting, like, putting, putting his foot down, ruling with an iron fist and, and picking the players that he trusts? And in, and if that's the case, like why, why isn't he trusting the ones that he's dropped? Because it was just so many changes, and I know it's only Swansea, but he took a hell of a gamble with that team. I think. Oh, good grief! Because even when Swansea saw that team, they must have thought, oh, "God, this, you know, we we've got a chance here." Hmm. Well, apparently they didn't. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> oh, blimey! I mean, they were I mean, abysmal. I I was. It was so difficult to be angry with it because it was just so startlingly <laughs> ridiculous looking at that yeah, line. It was almost comical, wasn't it? Darmian I didn't, know, at I didn't have a clue back. where anyone was going to play. Phil Jones back in the centre of defence. <laughs> Ashley Young at right back. Yeah. Flaney, Carrick, and Pogba in midfield. And then, what was it? Rooney and Mata, other si- each side of uh, Ivibrahimovic. Just. Yeah. Wow. I mean. Well, when I, when I, I first heard the team news. Um, on the radio because I was driving and um, their interpretation I think from memory is that Carrick would be playing in centre-back alongside Phil Jones yeah. so Ashley Young would be on, on I don't know on the wing maybe I don't know Rooney midfield I think they said and I was just a bit, whatever, whichever way you, you looked at it it was just bizarre hmm. really bizarre 
I like that. That's that front six, with the exception of Pogba, who has got some pace, is arguably the slowest United attack yeah. I have ever seen in my life. Unbelievable. I mean, we I ripped it from pillar to post on the account, you know, on Twitter, just yeah. because I I was so stunned. You know, I was saying this is as bad as any lineup Van Hal cooked up last season. You know, when it all started yeah. going badly, and. I'm trying not to be too much of a downer on it because it was good to see United play well. But admittedly, yeah. Swansea being that negative arguably played into our hands. We just, we, there was, it's like for that first half, they weren't even there. It really yeah, they was. just offered nothing, did they? It was like a training, a training match, really. Mm. And like you said, given the lack of pace in, in the United team, for us to run rings around them the way we did was, it's embarrassing for them, really. Oh gosh, I mean the boos after that second goal were completely warranted. Yeah, you know, after that absolutely. second goal, I mean even with us, you know, considering how easy it is to knock United off their stride and you know mm. sow seeds of doubt in our play, you know, for that second goal, went in, you're just thinking, well, game over. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Yeah. How about yeah. that Pogba goal? Oh, what a strike! I've watched it again and again. It's one of those goals that you can just watch again and again, and you never really fully comprehend how fantastic it is you know the, the way he sort of uh, moves his body to get into the right position and the execution and the wet and the swerve on it and the, the power the accuracy it was just absolutely stunning oh well, I mean, we always knew that he's got that in his locker you know that's not something mm. that we've seen too much of and i think arguably because swansea were sat so deep and are so low on confidence at the minute and because bob Bradley's yeah. trying to take over this side and try and turn them into something a bit more solid it, it played into united's hands and it especially helped yeah. Pogba. you know i think again I, I do think he's turned the corner over the last few weeks so i don't want to he has be too negative but i think that definitely helped them a lot and to get a goal like that and especially the reaction because you know <laughs> I, i'm not gonna lie i love it when a player that i like kisses the badge or touches the badge when they yeah. score a goal like that i absolutely love it so nice of course i think most fans do i think he's he's really like, i think i agree with you he's turned the corner i think he's he's, he's I, I wonder why he started to see it. I mean, he, he played really well against Southampton, which was, I think, his first game, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um, and then he sort of seemed to drift out of games a little bit. Um, he didn't really have a proper pre-season. There's a lot of pressure on him, the price tag, all, you know, all the things that have all been over. But against Burnley, he was absolutely fantastic. Him and Matter for me, were the two best players on the pitch. Um, I also think he's probably a bit tired. He's played every game, hasn't he? He has, yeah. yeah. He's, he's pretty much played every game that we've had of... Yeah. yeah, I think he started but, every but, game that we've had since we came back from the internationals. Yeah. And he's a great athlete, but there was there'd been times when he's played like three games in a week or whatever. Mm. I don't care how good an athlete you are, how fit you are, how young you are, that's going to take it out of you. But um, no, I, I, th- I thought against Burnley and again against Swansea, he just really seems to be growing into the, his role now. Gosh, and it's great to see. Oh, it is. I mean, he seems to be pretty chuffed with where he's at at the minute. I don't necessarily yeah. think he envisaged United just sort of stuttering as they have, but he, he seems to be enjoying it, which is good to see. You know, and, yeah, and he exactly. Very much enjoyed that goal, and you can see that that was just a release of tension for pretty much everyone around him. Because was it was a previous goal that the penalties against uh, Fenerbahce, I think, weren't they? Mm-hmm. With the yeah. first penalty. Yeah, the first penalty that followed up by that rising strike that uh, Jesse Lingard yeah. touched off, yeah, and that that was excellent too. And, you know, there's the first goal that was against Leicester, which is obviously a big release of tension as well because it'd been a little while yeah. since he actually scored a goal of any description. The thing is, though, we did. I mean, obviously, we want him to score goals, and it's always great for midfielders to score goals. 
we didn't buy him for his goals, particularly. I mean, you know, that's like an extra. Mm. This is all round play that, and the improvement in that that's I think that makes me happy to see. Because he just, you know, he's, he's playing with more of a strut in his stride again, and and I don't know, he just looks, he looks like more like the player that we were expecting when we bought him over the summer. Absolutely. Speaking of players that we were expecting to get over the summer, Paul Zlatan, he's back. Zlatan, he's oh, back. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought he got a lot of unwarranted abuse really mm. um, after the Burnley match. He, he, he obviously he's missed some glaring chances, and if he'd put his, his chances away against Liverpool, Chelsea. And then obviously Burnley, then yeah, we'd be you know we'd be we'd be doing a lot better in the league. I think the second half against City in the League Cup, and then the whole match against Burnley, I actually thought he played really well. Hmm. Yeah, the build-up play is getting better, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I mean, he's got to get used to the league as well. He's a fantastic player, and he's obviously what thirty-five now, I think. Hmm. So it's going to take him time, and I also don't think he should be playing every match. I think he's being mismanaged. Um, but I think he's actually playing pretty well. And to score those two goals, again, it'll do his confidence so much good. Absolutely. I mean, the first goal, Fabianski, yeah, you might want to have another look at that one, to be fair. But, yeah. You know, great work from Zlatan to you know, take the ball down there. And you could, as soon as he touched that ball there and took that touch, I mean, to be fair, Swansea allowed in the rub of the green and he had so much space to fire that. And it was a well-taken shot, no doubt about it. And that will do him a lot of good, you know. Absolutely. You know, he is... He knows himself better than anyone. You know, he knows what he's good at. You know, he's what thirty-five now. You know, he knows his game better than anyone, and he knows that these sort of you know quiet periods happen. You know, these these lean times happen, and he will still have the confidence in himself to get it done. And Mourinho clearly has. And I think that whilst I completely agree with the, the management factor in terms of the fact that you do have to be careful not to play every game because he is not a young pup anymore. And we do have Martial and Rashford who can play in that position. You know, it, it's still very pleasing to see him come back with that brace that he got yesterday. You know, and then the second goal in particular was just using his strength and proves how much of a, how difficult he is to handle when you've put him in the right position, you give him the right deliveries. And arguably, you know, him being suspended for the Arsenal game in two weeks' time poses Mourinho a bit of a problem. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously we'd be expecting him to play Rashford up front, I think, against Arsenal now. Um, and it'll be interesting to see that. But I think Mourinho will be really... I, I wouldn't, couldn't understand why I didn't take him off, really, because it was an accident waiting to happen, wasn't it? Mm. But I think Mourinho will be a bit disappointed that he's, he, he's not available for the Arsenal game. Um, but I just think he he's a handful for any defence... Mm-hmm. Even at 35, and obviously with his reputation and stuff as well, you know he's a massive handful for them, and he creates space for 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 obviously for his teammates as well, because mm-hmm. he's one of those players where there's always going to be two or three defenders around him at any one time, and so that means there's going to be space opening up for for other players to come into. And I do think the players are starting to come into form a bit now. I think that we're a bit unlucky of late, where the a lot of our attacking players haven't been in the in the greatest form. But Martial looked good against Fenerbahce. Uh, Zlatan's obviously got a couple of goals under his belt now. Pogba's really starting to thrive. Massa's doing well. So I think, hopefully, and the international breaks come at a bad time for us, I think, but hopefully we can come back and build on this and get some momentum going. Yeah, that'd be good. I mean, Wouldn't I would, it? Yeah, the, only, the only thing that I would say that it was slightly questionable by the yellow card was Zlatan's choice of celebration and the person he decided to do it in front of. <laughs> I mean, 
anyone but Phil Jones. That could have gone so badly wrong. Oh, it really could. Good old Phil. I mean, I, I half expected Phil just to run full tilt at him and then get a face full of studs. Yeah. Bless him. That could have gone Scorched. so badly wrong. <laughs> Good grief. I mean, that got it. It didn't. was a hell of a celebration, though, wasn't it? I mean, it's a really, it's one of those great, iconic photographs that you get every now and then. A bit like the, the one with, of Pogba and Mourinho looking down at the camera a few weeks ago. Um, it's just one of those great photographs. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And uh, yeah, if I can do kung fu kicks like that when I'm 35, I'll be pretty happy. I can't do them when I'm 29. <laughs> so there you go. I'm Best 35, thing. and I can, I can, I can confirm that I cannot do a kick like quite like that. Oh, Nearly, well. but not quite. Well, let's get some training done, you know, we'll see if we can make that happen by the time we hit, what, 36? Could be all right. I mean, arguably, three. I mean, 2-0, the game was done at 3-0. It was essentially a, an exercise in damage limitation for the most part for Swansea, you know, and the second half was, yeah, I mean, I can't really blame United too much for taking their foot off the pedal, you know. In the end, it just became quite a, it was a bit of a quiet second half, really, wasn't it? The only thing that really sticks yeah. out in my mind was that match chance uh, after Rudy played uh, old Juan in and then Juan just uh, yeah. didn't quite keep it on target it went past the far post but yeah job was really done in that first half really, wasn't it job was done first half but it was a bit disappointing I thought um, I, I know it always happened under Fergie as well you know we'd, we'd, we'd go and, and in a way this is what you want you want to go two three goals up and then you, you can switch off mm. and the players you know we used to do that under Fergie all the time but it just would have been nice, wouldn't it, to come out for the second half and really go for the jugular and get you know run up a bit of a cricket score like um, other teams above us have been doing recently. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess, I guess that you can't really blame them. Nah, I mean, especially because United have played so much football. You know, it's been games every what three, four, five days, three games often in the space. Yeah, of a exactly. Week. Played so much lately, and you know, you you bring in several players into that team. You know, likes of Carrick and Fellaini hasn't had an incredible amount lately. He's been in and out the side. Barely and played, haven't they? Yeah. yeah. Phil Jones coming into the team. Damian still trying to reacquaint himself with the first team. Actually, as well. he's not played a great deal, really, has no, he? No, no, exactly. No. So there's yeah, there's a lot of players in in that starting lineup who and Rooney hasn't played a great deal, really. That's true. What did you make of Rooney? I thought he was decent, to be honest with you. Um, I thought it was one of his better games. I mean. I just think you know we've we've been over him so many times, haven't we? He's lost have that, we? that <laughs> he's lost that blistering pace that he used to have, and that or not, not that blistering pace, but that burst of pace. And but and I thought he did a job, and, and actually it was it was nice to see because so often when you watch Rooney these days, or certainly from from my point of view, I sort of watch him with a sense of sadness almost because it's like watching this once great player, um, just far from what he used to be, you know. Mm. And it's almost, you can see it's a struggle for him. And I think even like mentally it must be a real struggle for him. Coming to toes with the fact that he's he's, he's no longer, not let alone first name on the team sheet. He's very rarely on the team sheet. So I was pleased for him because he played well. Yeah, he did. I mean, with Rooney, when he has a performance like he did for the most part against Fenerbahce, you know, that was that one moment that I can recall where Martial played an incredible ball through to him oh. in that first half and it was just that first touch and my again, I've said this too many times this season, but my heart just sank. Yeah. I, I, I even if Rooney's playing, then I want him to do well. That has never ever stopped. And I don't think any United fan worth their salt actually wants Rooney to be absolutely terrible when he's playing because that doesn't help United at all. So 
yeah, I'd love, I like seeing him do well. And, you know, as we said, great goal to, you know, at least half the deficit, you know, on Thursday in the Europa League. And yet, yeah, two assists in the game against Swansea, just the two goals away from Sir Bobby Charlton's record. That'll happen this season. There's no way that's not no, happening unless bouncing. he picks, yeah, absolutely, unless he picks up a massive injury. So, yeah, yeah, perfectly happy for him to be playing well. It's just that that is not a common occurrence. No, exactly. No. Yeah, it's a weird thing that people, people who accuse, People who don't, you know, haven't been rated Rooney for a while, of Rooney bashing. Um, it's very odd that they seem to think that we want him to do badly. Of course we don't. We, you know, we support United. We, we, we'd love Rooney to be playing as well as he ever has. Um, it's a bizarre outlook to have, I think. Mm, absolutely. And not one that, that, not one that is actually realistic. Now, I have a quick word about the uh, the gentleman that was in the stands for that game. There's been a lot of discussion which is completely warranted based on Mourinho's post-match comments talking about you know picking players who you know are going to give their all and I guess looking at the lineup you could say that he picked the players who knew that we're going to work hard for him and then we're going to put the effort in and you know in particular there was mention of Chris Smalling uh, and Luke Shaw both of whom said they were unfit prior to the game on Sunday what did you make of that whole situation? Because, I mean, from my perspective, not trying to put words in your mouth, but I'm concerned about the possibility of mismanagement here. Yeah, and understandably so, I think. I can only assume that Marino's trying to motivate players by saying these things. Otherwise, I just can't see it being anything other than counterproductive, really. His singling out of Luke Shaw, I find really surprising, given what happened to Shaw last season. I mean, the guy broke his leg and it was yeah. a bad break. And he's young, and you would expect a few issues on his return. Not, not just fitness-wise, but mentally as well. Yeah, I mean, we're talking, uh, the Telegraph brought out a, a piece this evening saying that Luke Shaw was baffled by the criticism, and you know, also revealed that both he and Smalling have been playing with pain-killing injections all season. And to be fair, if that's been the case, then... Yeah, absolutely. Manage them a little bit, and you know, give you know, Shaw's not played a hell of a lot of football, but if he's got issues and he's just still finding his way back into the team, having had what could have been a career-threatening injury for a lad in his early twenties, yeah, you you've got to let him make that call if he doesn't feel that he is able to contribute to that game. Ultimately, yeah, it would be great to have won, and the pressure is on United always to do well, especially now because we haven't had the best start to the season. But ultimately, that is just one game. Yeah, it, it's it's very it's really odd. It really is odd. I think especially with Luke Shaw, um, you hear about players um, playing through the pain barrier all the time, and one in particular is John Terry, who did it quite often, I think. Mm. And maybe that's just like the standard um, that Mourinho expects. But the worst thing that could happen is Luke Shaw played through, you know, with a, with like a niggle or whatever, and and. You know, end up with a really long term injury again. He has looked a bit overweight to me, Luke Shaw. Um, certainly when I've watched him live. And I don't know if he's quite as committed in the tackle as he used to be. And that could just be me imagining it. I mean, I guess to a certain extent, after an injury, you kind of look look for it to a certain extent, don't you? Because you are scrutinising the performance because you know that there's definitely a mental aspect to actually returning to football after an injury like that. But you remember what with um, Valencia, Antonio Valencia, when he had his really bad injury. He wasn't quite the same player for, for, well, he was never really the same player and it's only really this season that he started to look like the old Antonio Valencia again. Mm. Um, they might not even be related, who knows, maybe it was just in bad form or whatever, who knows. But I just think it, it's a really odd 
way of going about things from on Mourinho's part. Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can say for it, I say the only thing, I can understand to a certain extent that Mourinho needs to turn around the attitude that United have displayed over the last couple of months because there has still oh, been this mental fragility about the team and how we've played and how we've dealt with setbacks. You know, you think back to going 1-0 down against Chelsea and that turned into 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, you know, going... 1-0 down against Fenerbahce and not really making enough chances, you know, or, or how many other situations you can pick out of the season where we haven't quite been with it and we still look like we're suffering from a hangover from the last three seasons. And admittedly, I, I can understand Mourinho's frustration with that because that's not of his making. And I understand that he's got work to do to improve that. And I don't want to sound like, again, that we're trying to have our cake and eat it because there is definitely something that needs to improve at United to the point where... The players are, and the manager are as close to being on the same page as possible that he can send them out. They can go one nil down, and he can trust them to deal with it and not have to worry about you know our players' mental fragility. By that same token, he also needs to be very careful, I think, publicly because as we've seen so often, we saw it today. The players are talking to the press incredibly freely, and it it just doesn't seem like it's going to create the best vibe. If he wants to criticise, and maybe. It, Personally, and this is what he's always done, and I'm not expecting him to change, but personally, I think this is something that needs to be done a bit more behind closed doors. I still think there's far too much stuff coming out about the United dressing room at the minute, for my liking. Well, there is, yeah. Maybe Mourinho's sort of trying to weed them out a bit, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I, can't, I don't know. Fer, Fergie did criticise players. It does happen. Managers do do it publicly, mm. but it just seems to be happening quite often, and particularly with Shaw. Just a bit worrying, really. But like all of these leaks and stuff. I mean, there definitely are some bad eggs in that dressing room. You know, you know they, they're getting paid a lot of money, and, and I don't know. They... It must be difficult for Mourinho to come into the situation because you know you're dealing with a group of players who, you know, Shaw and Matter and oh gosh, Herrera, several players that managers didn't necessarily have their hearts set on, but that were bought. Mm. Because the club had got deals in place and the manager essentially had to sign off on them. You know, this isn't ideally what Mourinho wants from his squad. And he did the right thing and he gave uh, several players enough time. And I still, I completely disagree with the suggestion that we need to clear out the deadwood yet again. Because that's not the case for me. It, it's, it's more about taking this core squad and improving on it. Not chucking everyone out again and starting from scratch. That just seems... I want to say stupid, but I don't want to offend it. No, it's stupid. No, no, enough. <laughs> now, we can't keep on ripping up the rule book and chucking everyone out every time things look like they're not quite working out. You know, I think that there is a good core team here for Mourinho to build on. And sure, there are going to be a couple of casualties. But at the same time, suggesting that we need to, you know, ship out five or six players just because they haven't quite performed already this season is just ludicrous to me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can't just keep on doing that. It's counterproductive. I mean, Mourinho has basically replaced the spine of the team this season. Or well, not replaced it, but obviously De Gea was already there. But obviously with Eric Bailly, Pogba and Zlatan, he's basically created a new spine. Mm. I think Mourinho is still trying to find find his feet. You know, I don't think he, he quite understood the, ta- the size of the task he was taking on here. Um, and it, it just doesn't help having these leaks coming out. And, it, and also it does, I think... From from a fan's point of view, it just seems like spoiled brats. When when you hear these these things about you know oh he's too aloof, doesn't take training enough, it's just like come on guys, grow up. I mean Fergie used to delegate, in certainly his latter years, 
you never used to take training in the end. So it's just like, well, you know, what are you even complaining about here? I, I guess what I'm hoping for is that we get to this point in several months' time where both the manager and the players are seemingly, at least publicly, a bit more harmonious, you know, in the in the sense that we hear less about players being upset. And I'm sure, you know, if Mkhitaryan carries on the way he is about, you know, barely ever playing, then uh, that is, that's one aspect that's certainly going to continue. But I just hope thing, that they're able to get on the same page and hopefully build towards a decent season because it's not like we're in a terrible situation. You know, I'll, we'll we'll come on to the Arsenal game very soon, but you look at that match, that's particularly well placed now because if we if we win that then we're what three points off the top 4. This season hasn't gotten away from us yet and I and I hope that Mourinho and the players can bring it all together because there's plenty of good things to come out of what we've seen already this season despite, you know, the bad moment that we see here and there. No, I was just going to say about the Arsenal match, I think it's a, it's 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 really good that it's at home because our home form has been a lot better, I think, than our away form. Well, that's not ours, is it? Oh, gosh. That game against Arsenal should be an interesting one. It, it, has Mourinho actually ever lost to Wenger? No, I don't think so. No, no. Top of my but, head, no. Now, even in that terrible season that Chelsea were having last season, yeah. they're still able to win at Stamford Bridge. They do look a lot better this season, Arsenal. But then again, how often do we say this about Arsenal this time of year? Every single season. We say this yeah. at least two or three times. And it's not like we're trying to trying to just take the piss. It's just literally that they do this no, it's, every it's year. It's been the case for what over a decade now. Yep. I mean, even when they were going for the league title last season, and they came to us, and we were playing with what Varela at right back, Carrick at centre back, just came back off the Europa League, Rashford starting his first ever Premier League game, and we won three two. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what we expect from Arsenal. They, I think they do look a bit better this season, but a couple of injuries. Well, who knows. I think it's going to be a decent test for them to see where they're at. You know, if they can come to Old Trafford and get a result, a stadium where they've typically had you know, quite big problems mentally and physically in order to get, actually get a result, it should be quite interesting. You know, obviously they had that yeah. FA Cup win that, uh, two seasons ago, but that yeah. wasn't necessarily, uh, a, I don't think that, that represented a sea change in any way. And, you know, they did beat us 3-0 at the Emirates last season. But, yeah, uh, even though it, I'm not necessarily sure that we've really performed incredibly well in the big game so far this season. I would still expect United to give Arsenal a proper game in two weeks, for sure. You say about the big games, I think against City, first half we were absolutely terrible. Hmm. Second half improved slightly. But I thought we were really good against Liverpool. Well, not really good, but I thought we, we the game plan worked. But then obviously the Chelsea match was just pretty awful, really. I think, I think we need to go for a win. We were at home, you know, we should take the initiative. Yeah, obviously, don't leave ourselves too open, but um, it's a shame Bay is not going to be playing. He's, he's going to be a big miss. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> pop Phil Jones back into that lineup. Let's see what happens. I mean, Phil Jones and Marcus Rocco as our defensive partnership. I <laughs> wow, uh, <laughs> it's scary, isn't it? I mean, we only conceded one fair play at the weekend. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I could kind of see that coming to a certain extent because Swansea were, you know, prodding a little bit, and we had basically, you know, stopped playing in the second half. But, oh, blimey, those two up against, you know, Alexis. And to be fair, Walcott's had a fairly decent season. And just Arsenal in general. Um, fill me with confidence, it does not. It was against um, Arsenal that Phil Jones had his famous head block, wasn't it? Oh, of course. Giroud. The fish flop. So if he plays like that again, we'll be fine. All right, well, let's uh, head over some Twitter questions to round off the night. James Besson has got a very important question to begin off the night. I'm glad he's really nailed into the, the tone that I was going for. Uh, pineapple on your pizza, yes or no? No. <laughs> yeah. And every, anyone who anyone who, who does that, 
who says yes as a deviant. That, that I, I completely agree with that. Or just as well, I didn't <laughs> ask Kev that question because, as we all know, Kev does not like pizza. <laughs> what? Do you not know this? No. Blimey! Oh, you need to have words with him about this, mate. Yep, this, this, this famously doesn't like pizza. It should be on his Twitter bio. <laughs> Let's have a look. Scrolly, 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 scroll. All right, Carl Robinson asks three one for the game against Swansea. How did that happen? Um, we actually turned up and scored goals. I mean, you know, we, we, some of our shots actually weren't in this time. Yeah, well, that that was, that was always a bonus. Yeah, Fabianski didn't have the game of his life either, which always helps. Absolutely, yeah. You know, 37 shots in that Burnley match, which is, what, the most a single team has recorded since the Premier League began? Apparently so. Wow. Yeah. Good grief, but yes. Although, it did, is that, did that change at the weekend with Liverpool? I'm, I'm, I could be wrong on this, but I'm sure I heard that they had even more shots. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, but Liverpool, so... Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, though, I, I've been carrying on your favourite pastime of scouse baiting. It's been quite fun. <laughs> I've not done that for a while, actually. You haven't? No. You, you've definitely got quite the talent for it, to be fair. <laughs> it comes naturally to you. Watching you work that way is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> All right. Uh, Keith Mason asks, uh, R.E. Josie's comments, do you think, uh, sorry, who do you think is heading out the door and consider he wanted him? What is happening with Mkhitaryan? Is it his fault? Uh, who knows what's happening with Mkhitaryan? I mean, it's a bit of a mystery. Um... I don't know, maybe maybe his attitude isn't great. Who's heading out the door? I, I think there'll be quite a few, to be honest with you. Maybe I don't think January, anyone's been terrible, summer. to be fair. I mean, some players have had terrible games. I think behind the scenes there might be stuff going on where, where Mourinho doesn't trust certain players, feels that maybe certain players' attitudes aren't what he expects. Um, and it can take a season to sort of figure that out for a manager sure I mean one of the so. things I remember reading about Mkhitaryan uh, just around the time the move was confirmed it was a prominent uh, Dortmund blogger and forgive me if I mentioned this before but he was saying it was going to be really interesting to see how Mkhitaryan copes at United and De Mourinho because yeah. he's very much an arm around the shoulder type of play you know he's, com- he's all yeah. about confidence and if he doesn't feel like he has any of the manager then he's really going to struggle and <laughs> one substitution appearance since that City game it's bizarre isn't it it's weird as well because Mourinho, over the years, you know, his his, his players, for his, when it, you know, for his great teams, he's had a core of players who would just run through brick walls for him, and maybe he's maybe he's he's getting that at United. Who knows? But I don't know. I suppose has he ever been an arm on the shoulder manager? Um, well, not to me. I think he could be. I think he has been. I don't know. It's it's something going on there that, that I think probably no one knows about. Absolutely. Sedek Shir Bandari asks, Jose's post-game comments, harsh or deserved? And then Sean Webb replies, deserved. Players have got used to low standards and blaming managers. If you're not up to it, go to Sunderland. <laughs> fair enough, yeah. Hard to argue with that. I mean, to be fair, Adnan's gone off to Sunderland. And they won at the weekend, bless yeah, him. I know, yeah. David Moyes needed that. He looks like, like a man on the edge. <laughs> like, awesome. He looks like the man on the edge ever since he left Everton. And I think just like watching a man literally losing the plot, just on a human level isn't pleasant so that's true Akash Patil asks how damaging a blow would it be to Jose in United's season if he was to finally lose to Wenger's Arsenal I think it would be quite damaging actually for Mourinho as m- more than for the club even just because he's, he's lost a, he has lost quite a lot of his aura I think well the invincibility factor has certainly gone oh, since gone, yeah. that Chelsea season hasn't it so I, th- I think there's definitely a case of uh, of rebuilding that back yeah. up publicly and privately to a certain extent. Can you, can you imagine how much Wenger would lord it over him if he did if he beat us at Old Trafford? He'd love oh, it. Gosh, let's not do that, please. 
Uh, Michael Terry's got a three-part tweet here. Uh, Do you think there is a genuine bias against United in the media? Even when we win, they're on us. The point of the Liverpool game, we didn't let them win, turn a decent performance, and then we're seen as enemies of football. Also, with yesterday's game, the focus seemed to be on how poor Swansea were. Granted, they were bad, but United were fantastic in parts. Uh, There probably is a little bit of that, I suppose. Um, I think that comes with the territory of... um... You know, being so successful for so long, people love it when love to see you know fall and struggle. So there probably is quite a lot of that in the media. I don't know. No, and I think there's definitely an aspect with it being United. You know, Mark Ogden was talking about this on a couple of pre-season tours ago. Yeah, just saying, that. you know, United just bring in so many more clicks. Of I think he did. was talking to Andy Min at the time. Yeah, and that there's so much interest on United whether they're playing badly or whether they're playing well. You know, people want to hear opinion on them. So. You know, I guess to be fair, to be fair, journalists are often just giving people what they want. Yeah, and and also I think it, it has been such a soap opera since Ferguson left. Yeah, of course, it's going to sell papers and and get clicks and whatnot. I think with the Swansea comment in particular, with what Michael was saying, I do see where it's coming from a certain extent, and. We're also talking as uh, <laughs> with an episode of the podcast where we actually started off by saying, "My God, Swansea were fucking terrible." Weren't <laughs> yeah. they? but I don't, I don't think you can overstate that though, because United have struggled so much for confidence during this last bunch of fixtures, and we have struggled to win games. You know, we've really, really had difficulty just seeing teams off, scoring goals. So yeah, I don't think it can necessarily be overstated that how badly Swansea played helped us to play better. I still thought we played well, don't get me wrong. But imagine if we were playing, oh gosh, for the sake of argument, a Watford or a West Ham at the minute. And or a team further lower down the league, a West Brom, for instance. I don't think that game goes anywhere near like that if United play like they did yesterday. Well, you, you think, yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right, actually. Yeah, Swansea were atrocious, they really were bad. First half, they just didn't turn up. It was almost like Bob Bradley just hasn't even watched any of United's performances this season. He just got into the game completely cold, and like almost almost going on reputation more than anything else. Well, that was nice. That was good of him. To Absolutely, be fair. we definitely needed the compliment. To do that. I'm trying to sound like too much of a downer. I got told off for being too negative last week, which is amazing because Rich wasn't on the podcast. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, I, I was very much not necessarily doom and gloom, but just stunned at the lineup before the game and to see it. You know, to to wind up three one victors, I didn't necessarily see that coming, but very much happy to enjoy. You know, people were saying, "Oh, don't look and read too much into it." It's Swansea, but I pointed out, "All right, Stoke one all, Chelsea four nil, Burnley nil nil, Fenerbahce two one." Just take the happiness absolutely. where you enjoy can, it. based on the Slavs' fixtures. Absolutely, why the hell not? Yeah, and also, you know, hopefully it will it will increase the players' confidence. So it can only be a good thing. Who cares who you know who we were playing or how badly they played? Who cares? Enjoy it. Now wins are wins are win, my friend, and we will leave exactly. it there. Paul, thanks very much for your time as always, buddy. Thank Guys, you. Thank you very much. For... No, it's all right, not a problem. I'm wonderful to have you here. Thank you very much for joining. Me. Excellent. Guys, thank you very much for tuning in this week. We really appreciate it. As always, don't forget you can get us on our blog at redvoicesmufc.wordpress.com. We're all on Twitter, me at, at you and Lennart, at Paul at, at Paul Gunning 1 and the account at Red Voices MUFC. We will be back after the international break, hopefully with a decent result after that meeting with Arsenal at Old Trafford. We'll see you in a little while. Have a wonderful international break. Lots of love. Cheerio. Red Voices.